Hello everybody, FPL teacher here, bringing you the review of Bournemouth 2, Leicester 1. The FPL significance weighs far more than the uh, actual results in real life, but both teams have had contrasting fortunes so far, particularly at home, and we will look at what both teams continue to do well, as well as what they've done to deliver their results so far. Bournemouth. Finally not fielding Kiefer more alongside Dominic Solanke up front, which meant that their 4-2-3-1 had their best four attackers up front. A notable absence was left-back Zamora, who was benched in favour of Adam Smith, which meant that the fullbacks rarely ventured forward into the final third, and the onus really was on the front four with the occasional burst from Lewis Cook down the left side to facilitate attacks. Now, once again, with Leicester in fantastic leaky form for us to capitalise on, Bournemouth had a number of opportunities where they won the ball off Leicester's centre-backs and full-backs. Nothing to do with Danny Ward's passing, ironically, but at this stage, Bournemouth's big chances came in the 19th minute where they gave the ball away for Christie's shot, as well as the... Philip Billing goal, where they also gave the ball away to Solanke in order to set up Philip Billing for the equaliser. Now, it has to be mentioned that Philip Billing was the hero here, but his involvement was extremely scarce. The real heroes here are Tavernier on the left side, who worked with Lewis Cook extremely well, as well as Ryan Christie on the, life, on the right side who had to drift into deep midfield in order to initiate attacks. The key tactical tweak midway through the first half that turned the tide for Bournemouth was that they outnumbered Soamare in deep midfield. Ryan Christie and Marcus Tavernier drifted extremely deep to make sure they outnumbered Leicester 3-1, targeting that zone to win balls to initiate attacks and eventually join the strikers in the box themselves. For FPL purposes, it just means that the ex-liveliness of Tavernier and, Con and Christie will continue to be high, although Tavernier does tend to pull wide, so Christie really is the gem, while Philip Billing continues to take up extremely advanced positions, like even for the Christie goal itself, Solanke was next to him, but Billing was the one that provided the hockey assist from the left side, from deep, and that probably is another sign that we can expect Billing and Christie to be among the creative hubs of their attacks at home moving forward. Also, a quick update on the quote-unquote Jefferson Lerma zone that continues to be exploited by teams. In this particular case, Lerma operated on the right side of midfield, which meant that Leicester's left side constantly attacked him, and it is in those zones where his passiveness allowed the likes of Harvey Vans to take shots from outside. Having said that, Lerma is an asset on corner kicks where he takes up, he takes up the runner position, where Bournemouth's centre-backs would block defenders off for him to make free runs in order to attempt bicycle kicks, free headers, crosses back into the box, and really, <laughs> Jefferson Lerma is the key to Bournemouth's set pieces, unlike Marcus Tavernier, where I put my hand up, hand up and acknowledge that that was a, an oversight 
based on Bonmer's set-piece routines. Leicester, I'm sure plenty would have been rubbing their hands at the sight of Madison away to Bournemouth because it represented Leicester's first chance of actually winning away from home, given the fixture. Madison continued to be instrumental, playing in the likes of Barnes and Castan and sometimes Daka, but this time round, his comrades simply did not have their finishing boots on. Of course, Madison himself had a couple of fantastic free kicks from range, so the question comes down to do we trust Leicester away from home? What's notable here, firstly, in defence that is that Leicester had the same defensive issues that has been plaguing them all season. Number one, their passing out of the back is extremely hesitant and it lacks a system going from defence into attack. Balls from central defence don't look for fullbacks, they don't look for Suomare in midfield and they do not directly go to Daka or Madison up front. So a lot of the ball really a lot of their systemic play originates from central midfield itself. While this played into the high pressure that Bournemouth applied on them, they gave away several balls at the back, which I will not mention anymore. More crucially, their fullbacks aren't able to time their runs forward. Castan is in a blessed position where he relies on Madison to urge him forward, but James Justin is currently having extreme trouble working with Harvey Barnes on the left side because Harvey Barnes operates extremely wide traditionally, so Justin is caught between a rock and a hard place really, either to stay back and expose himself against Bournemouth's best attackers when they overload his zone, or to press up high and attempt to win the ball alongside Harvey Barnes when Leicester attacks break down. Traditionally, a fullback such as Justin, with potential, extremely high potential, attacking and defensive-wise, would be in the ideal positions to dominate the ball given Leicester's squad quality. But in this particular case, without communication between Justin and his central midfielders, such as Soomare and Kiernan Dewsbury Hall, Space management continues to be an issue down that left side where opponents can attack the space behind Justin's zone, really, relatively easily. Having said that, the individual qualities of Barnes and Dewsbury Hall up front continue to shine based on individual moments, but tactically, it's a relative double-edged sword with them either finishing their chances or being outscored on that particular flank. There's a saying, one rock don't make no boulder, and Leicester's momentum here deservedly cut off by a Bournemouth who have delivered relatively good results at home, especially shown in their win against Aston Villa in the opening game week of the season. So at this stage, home form is still a thing by teams that can actually execute relatively good home form, even though they've had their weaknesses and flaws and deficiencies across the season thus far. This is FPL Teacher Speaking, who will round up Saturday's reviews with Brighton Spurs up next. <laughs>